yeah, you know, I prayed, you know, I did those things. I served in our church, you know, worship and all those types of things and had those moments. And that's the crazy part about this life. It's like you can go through the motions and still miss out on the thing. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side of the spirit world and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anyone that you feel might be encouraged by it too. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. Hey you guys, and welcome back to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and today I have on Athena Avianet, who is an Instagram Bible teacher, wife, and mama. And she tells her story of growing up in the church, but not truly coming to cherish the person of Jesus until a little bit later in life. Today we talk about how to actually spend your quiet time with the Lord, meditate on his word, and grow in your relationship with him. Without further ado, let's get on to the show. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Athena. I follow you on Instagram. Instagram, I'm not sure how we uh, first came into to contact here, but I know that you are just, you're one of the coolest Bible teachers I follow. <laughs> and Thanks. you really just bring these Bible stories to life. And I feel like I learn something every time I watch your videos. So just Thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. That's super sweet. That's funny. I think I think I came across one of your reels and then I was like, I like her. Follow. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, and I'm also so inspired because you're a mama to all these beautiful babies and yet <laughs> always, whether you have the baby on your hip or not, like you're on there filming this content, sharing these stories and just what you're getting from your quiet time with the Lord, like nothing stops you from that. So it's very inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sometimes I feel like I just, I don't know if it's too much, but I feel like God is pushing me. So I'm like, all right, cool. If you're going to push me, you're going to give me the strike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's clearly, he's clearly using you. So Thank I'm you. glad to have you on the, on the show today to just hear a little bit about what, you know, got you started with that. Your Instagram name is a, uh, so you have it on there, Bible teacher, business owner, and homie. So I'd like to know how that got started. Honestly, I I don't really even know. I kind of decided one day that I had something to share. And I was like, oh, I was just reading this on, you know, in the Bible. And then I was just, it kind of just went from there. And I just felt like there was more that I could share and that people could learn from. And, um I mean, it really, it was just kind of an organic type of thing. And um, I yeah. found that it's helped really, you know, as I was learning, I, I think that's just my nature. Like I like to teach things. Uh -huh. So when I find out information, like whether it be like a good deal or a sale, I'm always like, you got to go here. You got to do this. Like, these are the instructions, do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that 
with the Bible, when, when I would discover something, I'm like, well, maybe somebody else needs this. And so I would just press record, really. And then that's kind of how it got started. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Social media is so cool how it gives us, you know, that outlet and that way yeah. to connect with people. Like, you know, you don't have to be a pastor on a stage somewhere at a church to still be doing ministry from right. anywhere now. So it's just awesome. Yeah. And that's so huge because I think that unfortunately in the church, that's what's, that's been the narrative. Like if you're not on the pulpit, whether it's, you know, you're speaking or singing, it's like, you're not a minister, but it's like, we're all ministers. You know what I mean? Like Jesus never got behind a pulpit. He was sitting in boats and he was sitting on the hill. You know what I mean? So it's like, so so I think that it's super important for us to be able to utilize these tools as opposed to like demonize them too. Cause I think that happened a lot and it's just like, no, we could use this for good things. (laughs) Yeah. I think in the olden days for sure, like people believe that, you know, you had to go to the Pope or the priest or somebody like this to access God. But that's not what Jesus died for. Like when Jesus died, we we now all have access that's right. to God. We can all approach that throne. So that's yeah. so good. I love that. Um, so, so people are listening on the podcast. We have baby Judah here. So if yes. you hear any, any baby noises, <laughs> baby Judah. <laughs> yep. Um, so to go back a little bit. So I do want to discuss your testimony uh, and just how you how you came to the Lord. Yeah. Um, you you told me a little bit over message uh, how you know you you kind of grew up in the church and uh, even though you grew up in the church, it wasn't until a little bit later in life that you truly came to have that relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So I'd love to just hear about your journey with that. Absolutely. Thank you for just this opportunity to share. I really do appreciate it. Um, so. I came, my initial encounter with God was when I was five years old. Um, My mom actually started going to church after she had me and she got saved. My dad was not saved. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I, I remember us being in the living room of our house and she asked me about God and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. And that really began the journey. And to be honest with you, it was crazy because you know, I was actually the one that helped to bring my dad to Christ because, mm-hmm. you know, as we, as my mom was beginning to make changes and, um, you know, I was just beginning to go to church with her. I asked him one day, like, how come you don't go to church and how come, you know, and that started yeah. that journey. And just even as a side note, like it just shows the power of how one person in a family could just change the whole trajectory. Like, you know, my mom really has been pivotal in Wow. Not just our immediate family, but our extended family. Like several people have come to Christ because of her. So, so it's just pretty amazing. But anyway, so, you know, grew up in the church, um, kind of went through the motions. And, you know, I mean, literally just, I always had a relationship with God, but it wasn't until probably about within the last five years or so that I really began to take hold of the idea of like what it's like to have a relationship Mm. and what really got that started was this idea of like, you know, everybody has the question of like, well, what's my purpose in life? Like, what am I called to do? Why am I here on earth? And I was just at a point where I was like, God, really, what am I doing? Like I'm in church. I'm actually serving you. Like I don't do a lot of things. Like, you know, I, I've never been the one to like smoke or drink or any of that yeah. kind of things. It just never really interested me. So I was kind of like, 
it's got to be good for something. <laughs> like I'm telling God, like it's good for something. Like I get bonus points or whatever for whatever. But um, I just was praying and I just felt like he was like, you're called to be an encourager. And that just so gripped my soul. When I tell you, I was like, okay, you know, and I'm a task oriented person. Uh-huh. And so it was almost like I just got a a checklist, like a to-do list of like encourage. And I was like, okay, yeah. I can do that. A new assignment. That's so right. good. Exactly. And um, ever since then, I was just like, all right, I'm going to not only know Bible stories, because, you know, I know the stories, but really dive deep into like what they mean. What is it? You know, why is Jonah relevant to me? Why do I care about any of these things? Like I get them from a principle standpoint, but the Bible is not like a self-help book. Like there's a reason why we need to really learn these things, not just like motivational or inspirational stories. And just seeing as I've been learning and growing, even at, well, my husband and I talk about these types of things because he's really into the Bible and just is so great with like context and background and all that kind of stuff that's so good yeah he's um definitely helped me you know we, we just like talk about it and stuff like that from time to time and just really understanding how like I have taken for granted I've, t- I've just taken God for granted for a long time you know yeah. I hear your story and I hear people like you that have come to know God when you didn't have a life, you had a life before Christ that you are you know, aware of and like stuff like that. I mean, I was five. So yeah. what was I doing? You know, yeah. but it's just like when I see people like you who have been so transformed, who you, you can't even tell. It's like, you know, how like Daniel, I mean, the three Hebrew boys were in the fire and it says that mm-hmm. there was no smell of smoke. Like you, if you didn't know they were there, you wouldn't be able to tell. And I feel like, you know, I took advantage of that, that, that relationship. And I was like, I'm going to take this more seriously, especially for my children, you know, them, I wanting them to learn and continue that legacy of faith and knowing God and knowing how, how much he loves us, like legitimately and how much Bible, excuse me, I've heard that it's a love letter, but when you really read it and you see the grace and the mercy and the love of God woven into every section. It's like, wow, like you really do love me. Like, who am I that you give me this opportunity to have relationship with you? And so, you know, it's really been a journey since then. And then, like I said before, as as I've learned, when I feel like I should share, then I share. Like, I, I don't share everything, but, you know, I just, when those moments happen and I'm like, Oh my gosh, someone needs to know this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's really, you know, kind of how I got here. No, that's so good. And there's there's definitely a few things I um wanna unpack from that. Uh just like the first one being like how our testimonies inspire each other. And like the more we like are around other believers and we hear what God's doing in other people's lives. Like that's why fellowship is so important too. And like we're around people and we follow yeah. people on social media and we just see what God is doing in the lives of people we know and love and in the lives of people all over the world because it continues to give us different perspectives of who he is, right. um, which helps us understand and, and cherish that love more, like you said. Um, and then something else I want to go into is, yeah, like the danger of being lukewarm, mm. which I think more people can relate to. Like 
like so many people, like I know so many people that consider themselves Christians or have, you know, the cross tattooed on them somewhere, but they don't really like know who they have access to. They don't really know God. Um, so just, I guess when you like how, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to ask that, like, what would you feel like is the main like danger of that place of, of being, or I guess like kind of what you were going into is knowing on the other side, how good God's love is. So it's just kind of like missing out on, on the fullness, the fullness of God, if, if you're taking it for granted. But I think that there's like, there's real danger in it too, because yeah. You just don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And I think that a lot of times what I find is that people, it's almost like you hear like, oh, you're not going to hell anymore. Great. Mm. But it's like, it's so much more than not going to hell. It's so much more than like what you are missing out on. It's all of the things that, like you said, what you're gaining, who you have access to and not in like a genie type way. Cause I think sometimes people fall into that too, where they rely on God, like as if he's their next horoscope or like, you know, like God, just tell me my future. And you're like, "Mm, that's not how it works. There really is a genuine relationship there. The sad part is what Mm. I realize even for me is like how much I really was missing out on a level of relationship that I had. So it's like, yeah, you know, I prayed, you know, I did those things. I served in our church, you know, worship and all those types of things and had those moments, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really like the day-to-day lifestyle, Mm -hmm. even though I was still reading my Bible and praying, you know, and that's the crazy part about this life. It's like, you could go through the motions and still miss out on the thing. You know what I mean? You could still, like in any, like you think of a romantic relationship, like you're with your husband, like you could go through, I love you. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to eat dinner. But it's like, until you really invest, until you really make the decision to get to know him in Mm -hmm. a way that is deeper, it's like, yeah, you're still married and you might even have a level of happiness, but are you really like, is that the fullness of what your relationship could be? And I think that for me, that's really what I was like. I, I see that you died for abundant, like to, so I could have abundant life, but am I really living an abundant life? Like, is this it? And not from a material perspective, but just like, like one of the recent things I've been really working, been like always spiritually been convicting me about is the idea of being filled with his spirit. Mm. Like so often I would pray about, I need love, I need joy. But the, the Bible says, when you're filled with the spirit, those are the fruit. You know what I mean? So it's like, am I going after the fruit or am I, am I going after the him? And that's the goal. We want to be filled with him. And I think too, you know, when people get to the place of like, yeah, I have a relationship with God. It's like, maybe they do understand that a true relationship with God includes surrender. Like that's what it's all about. And the idea of surrendering is so so weighty that it's almost like mm-hmm. I'll do everything else with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll surrender this and not that, and that's where it gets tough. And it's just right. like thank God that He doesn't like kick us out in that way. Like, well, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, we could still be in the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like we're our own worst enemy. Is kind yeah. of what I'm getting. It's like God is already, God is already doing it. Like He's already, He's already doing everything. Like He's, He's God. Like we just have to keep our eyes 
focused on him, but it's like our own minds self-sabotage and we have all this desire and will and like all, all these things that I feel like torment us um, when we're focused on our own selves. And like you said, focusing on the the fruit rather than on God, yeah. which I definitely, I definitely fall into that too. Cause you know, life is just, life is just tough sometimes. And I, I, I go through it too, of like, you know, seasons of like just sadness. Like, I don't want to call it depression because it's not like hopeless. Like I always have the hope of Christ. Um, but yeah, where I'm like craving to get those fruits. And I think that's why it's dangerous too, to look at, or to, to treat a relationship with God, like the genie in the bottle thing that you're talking about of like, oh, I pray. And if he doesn't answer it, then he's not there. It's like an overall relationship. Yeah. And it's, it's seeking him in all those moments throughout throughout our whole life and not expecting it to be the way that we expect it to be or him to goodness. Yes. That's really, even the past year and a half, two years, I was talking to someone, I felt like the host was like, reach out to this person. So I asked her how she was doing and she was having a rough time and she said something to me and I was like, oh my God, it it just like, it convicted me. And she said, I realized that God is not enough because she, she at that, she was at the point of where she wasn't married she didn't have any children and she wanted to be. And she was just like, I'm at a place where I'm like, God's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, you know, I appreciated the honesty because I think that, you know, we as Christians sometimes have a tendency of like, you know, like giving a verse or like saying yeah. like a random phrase to like not really sit with the feeling or sit with the thought or the emotion. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I think we think that's not good. And it's like, if you read in the Bible, I mean, if you take the book of Psalms, Mm. David was here, there, he was telling God in one sentence to kill his enemies. And then he was like, all right, Lord, like, I get it. (laughs) You know, you went through the whole thing. Yeah. Like God wants us to to grapple with him and like tell, be honest with him about all these things. Right. And he can handle that. And what she said, and I was like, you know, thank you for your honesty. And then I was like, wait a minute, is God enough for me? Like, am I, like, if I, I have goals and desires and I was like, if I never get that, would I be okay? Wow. It really, and I'm like, man, I don't think, I think I'm at a place where it wouldn't be okay, but I need to get to the place where it would be because he is the goal. He is the, the ultimate and not the things. And it's just kind of like. I I totally understand the idea of grappling with that thought because, yeah. you know, the idea of he has a plan, he has a purpose, and we are surrendering to that. And if we can't get to that place, then this Christian walk will be so unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. And I get the sadness because they're just like, think about like when you are completely surrendered, even if it's not something you want, you're not really going to be disappointed in the same way because you're like, all right, God, I guess you have something better. Even if it doesn't look like that materially, you know what I mean? Like it it might not be a bigger house, but you might have joy and peace, you know, again, being filled with the spirit. So there's no room for anything else to get in there. It's just, it's like a crazy experience. (laughs) It's It's crazy. No, I feel like even as we're talking about it, like I'm definitely like feeling my own convictions too of like, yeah, is, is God enough? Because I, I feel like that's, yeah, my goals and I'm always working so hard where I sometimes feel like I'm like out working and out talking God. And then that's where, when I get into places of burnout and anxiety and I'm like, there's no struggle 
when, when God has went before you and like paved the way, but if you're trying to like, like out hike him and go before him, then like, that's where the struggle comes. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's so true. If you're in a relationship and trying to figure out if he's the one, or maybe you're recently single and taking a step back to figure out how to best go about finding the one, I have the ebook for you. Head over to the link in my bio or in the comment section from wherever you're listening to find my latest ebook, How to Know If He's the One. In this ebook, I share the worst of my relational mistakes and how Jesus finally showed me there was a better way. Gradually, he began to mend my heart, and I know he will do the same for you too. Like we're talking about going deeper with God. I want to know like practically how you do that. Um, how, like what your process is. I was going to ask about your Bible time. Like, how do you study? How do you go about studying the word? Um, and then I read something in my own Bible study right now. And so it's this book called flourish and I'm in the study at, at my church and the pastor wrote, um, study the word for information, meditate on it for transformation. Mm. And Yeah. And I feel like, I definitely feel like that's what you do. Like, like when you're like, you're out in public, you're in the street, like, you're like, you got a word, like you're, you're like simmering on God's word all the time. And I feel like that's when you're, you feel that call to share something because you're thinking about it so much. Would you say that's like your process is like you study it and then you like think about it or how, how has been your, your process of, of transformation um, beyond just like going through the motions, I guess I would say. I mean, I would say that's that's a really good summary of what it is. Like, even as I think about what, it, what the process is, um, it's funny because right now, you know, I am, he's not three months yet. He'll be three months in a couple of weeks. And so, you know, my time looks very different. And, you know, a lot of times I'm reading the Bible while I'm nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or there are times, occasionally I'll do like, a, I'll listen to it as I'm like doing the dishes or something like that or um but definitely I'm learning to first just sit with what I've read before like reading a commentary or someone else's interpretation of it because again we realize we have access to the Holy Spirit and if we believe that the Holy Spirit helped to inspire people to write the word then he can he can help us to understand it um and so I'm just trying to be like all right Holy Spirit like help me what, what am I getting from this? And I've really been like taking my time. That's mm. another thing. I am really good for just trying to get through something. Let's just get yeah. over it. Let's get through it. And so now just reading and sitting on a verse and like just thinking about context as much as I can, obviously. Um, just thinking about what are going through people's minds, like how, you know, just all the things that are going on as much as I can. And then um, just trying to, once I get to that place or if I feel like I'm still not, if I feel like I'm at a point where I don't really understand it, then I will go to like a commentary or a study or a sermon or something like that. Um, For those people that have obviously like studied more than I have. Right. But yeah, I would definitely say that it's, it's more I, I read for information and meditate for transformation. But one other thing too I'm learning is I, I'm in a space now where I'm not I'm not going through the Bible topically. So if I'm like 
I need to be more patient. I'm not looking for scriptures on patience. I'm just reading the word mm. and being able to get thoughts and concepts. Because again, my, my goal, my desire at this point is to just be filled. And I believe that that will bring the fruit that I need. Um, and so, you yeah. know, as I'm even like right now, I'm reading the book of Mark, a book I, I've read before, but nothing really stuck. And yeah. just the thing that I'm reading now, I'm like, what? <laughs> like this has been there the whole time, but really sitting. And that's the meditating part. Like that's, I mean, that's, I just love that meditating versus transformation because it's so true. When you really think about it, when you really think about the fact that like I was reading the other day about the Jesus feeding the 4,000 and how he, he just told the disciples, like, I have compassion on them. Like they, they are listening to me. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like you, you, and, and he, he allowed them to sit with him even longer after all that was going on. And I'm just like, okay. And that I was just like, Lord, thank you for having compassion on me. Thank you for letting me sit with you. Thank you for, you know, just those types of things. And I, it just really brings me closer to God. Yeah. I love that so much. I'm definitely a, a to-do list kind of person too. Like I love to like check, 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 you know, get the assignment, let's go. And I rush through stuff. Like I rush through stuff so quick. And so something, yeah, I've been learning that same thing while reading the Bible. It's like, because I'll start a book and I'm like, okay, I have to finish this book. How many days I'll flip and see how many days is it going to take me if I read one page a day? Oh my gosh. And something I've been learning is like, sometimes it's more productive for me to literally read one tiny little line and sit with that, like you said. And I think what that is, is the fact that you're sitting with God. Like when you're, when you're reading his word, it's like that word is living. Yeah. You don't need to, to rush and like consume all this information. Like sitting with, with God is enough. Going right. back to like God is enough. And I can't really even like put that into words, but it's something, it's a process I've been trying to, yeah, I'm like an anxious body, you know? So, so just bringing more like peace in my, in my time with God of like, okay, this isn't just another thing on my to-do list. Like I'm actually sitting with you right now. Isn't that crazy? Like (laughs) you get to sit with God. Like what, what is that? Like, yeah, and it's like those are the moments where I'm like, I get it, David. Like, who am I that you're you're thinking about me enough to be like, no, sit with me. Like, I want to have a relationship with you. Like, stop it. I know. <laughs> <Stop right now. laughs> I love that. Well, and I love too, like just the omnipresence of God. Mm-hmm. The omnipresence. This is something I feel like a lot of the community I'm I'm usually talking to like the new age to Jesus. Like we talk a lot about like the spiritual warfare aspect and something I've been thinking about is like Satan is not omnipresent. Like he's, he can't be everywhere. He's not, it's not always Satan getting at you. Like sometimes it's our own thoughts or our own, like the, you know, he'll like set it and forget it. Like, I feel like Satan will like set this trap, like, okay, this is going to keep him in a loop. And then he goes like, he's not omnipresent the way that God is omnipresent, which mm-hmm. is just something I've been thinking about. Have you, have you encountered spiritual warfare? Cause it seems like, God, well, obviously, I mean, everybody does, but, but like God has kept you pretty protected. Like you said, you didn't go off drinking. You didn't go off partying. You didn't seek, like you didn't seek answers in other religions or new age practices or anything like that. So I'm curious, like, 
yeah, like what kind of warfare you've experienced and how you've overcome that. Now, let me just ask a clarifying question. When you say warfare, are you talking about like in a, I was going to say negative, but that's not what the word I'm looking for. Like in um, just like any type of overcoming, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Um, I definitely have. I think that, um, for example, I am a dreamer. God speaks to me a lot through dreams, a Mm. lot through visions. Even coming here, when we moved here to um, Tennessee, it was because um, I had a dream about it. My children, like every time I, right before I got pregnant, I had this like recurring dream. It's it's very interesting. So with that, that aspect of it is is ground for warfare for me. Mm. It's why I, like, so I'm, I'm because I'm a dreamer. I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. um, and I think that it it comes with its it comes with its uh, challenges. So I'm very I try to be very protective of the things that I watch mm-hmm. because I know that's how God God speaks to me. But that I know that's how the the enemy can try wow. to attack as well. Yeah. Um, and so like even things like. Um, like so, for like certain movies, like I won't watch certain scenes, and it's crazy because I'm I really like action movies, but mm-hmm. there are even certain times where if somebody's gonna die or they're gonna be killed, like I I will not watch it. I won't watch certain love scenes, and not even like I don't say that in like a like a explicit way. Like even even um, alluding to it, I I won't watch it. Because I know that that picture can remain in my memory and I just don't want to have it. I don't want to, mm. um, I don't want to have to fight <laughs> to get that out of my mind. And so I'm just yourself. Like, exactly. So I'm like, I'm just not going to put it there. Um, and so just in a, from a generic perspective, that has been really where warfare has been for me. Oh and God. I just had to really guard that space. Um, and over the and it's crazy because when I was younger, I used to like watch scary movies and like I loved them. Um, but I think that part of that was because I was drawn to like the spiritual things, yeah. and I can see how now the other side of it, where you know that like I said, because that's how God speaks to me. I think it's just always been something that I've just been drawn to, and so with that, it's been. Um, I just have had to be very intentional about keeping my mind away from that kind of stuff. Because there, when I, as I was realizing that's what's happening, I would have these like crazy dreams, like very spiritual dreams where, I mean, I remember one time I woke up like praying in tongues and I was like, what is going on? Wow. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was, it's, it's happened to me several times and just like literally fighting in my dreams or just, so, you know, as a precaution, I just do my best to, you know, guard that space. And um, it's been helpful when I do it. And it's been horrible when I don't. I'm actually <laughs> so glad you said that. I'm so You don't realize how timely that message is for me because last night I had a, I had a dream that I definitely did not want to have. Um, mm. It was... Um, and, and it's something like I, I discuss with my husband sometimes of like these dreams with, with other people outside of 
our union. And I'm like, I don't get why I have these dreams. But go yeah. before going to bed, we were watching an Adam Sandler movie. And this movie is like, this movie was overall like, I mean, it's a fine movie, but then he gets in a relationship with this woman who is cheating on her husband to be with mm. him. And so it's, yeah, it's planting these seeds, it's planting these visuals, and then you go off into sleep, and then your mind is still processing that. And so yeah. right before bed, I told him, I'm like, I think, like, especially when we start to have kids, like, I just want pure flicks in the house. Like, yeah. I just want yeah. pure flicks, because I watch this stuff, and I'm a visual mind, too. And and another thing I want to say on that note is that wherever God gives you your gifting, Satan knows that and tries to hijack that, too. So if it's in the dreams, he's going to try to hijack. If you give him any way in any portal with these kind of, yeah, like movies or something, he's going to come in and take that space over, you know, because he knows that's, that's, that's where your gifting is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's even why even with like music and stuff, like if we, you know, we read the Bible, how he was over music and it's like, you see the impact of music today, like it's crazy how powerful it is, but that's why we also have to guard that space as well. Because oh, yeah. even that, I mean, you, especially with all like the viral TikTok videos and all those types of those trending sounds, like that can get stuck in your head. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take a quick second here to tell you about Raised and Redeemed merch. I somehow end up in my bright pink Raised and Redeemed crew neck nearly every day because it's so comfy and I love to tell the world that I have been raised and redeemed in Jesus's name and wearing something that says that is a great conversation starter. Not only do we have crewnecks, but we also have t-shirts, hoodies, cropped hoodies, mugs, stickers, socks, and more. You can either follow the link titled Raised and Redeemed Merch in the comment section of wherever you're listening, click the link in any of my social media bios, or go to raisedandredeemed.creator/spring.com, and that is raised and spelled out A-N-D, redeemed.creator/spring.com to order yours and support the show today. So I just want to go in a little bit deeper. I was really intrigued when you when you talked about how God speaks to you in your dreams. And I just yeah. want to hear, you know, I guess if if there's like a most profound one or, you know, the most clear you ever heard God speak to you in one of these dreams, or if there's just like one that you'll never forget, uh, you were kind of talking about the speaking in tongues one. So I don't know if there's, there's anything else sort of like that. Well, I have this, I think the one that's really impacted me the most is the one about my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I have four children. The oldest is going to be seven in December. Um, I have a four-year-old. I have a two-year-old will be three in two weeks. And then I have a two-month-old. Wow. And so we, um, before my, oh no, this was after she was born. No, after she, so when I was pregnant with my oldest, I had this dream of, I'm, I'm looking from behind and I see like the stage. And in the dream, I see a girl standing on the left side and she's got this like bun in her hair and she has a microphone in her hand. And at first I thought it was me, but then as I'm looking at her, I'm like, "Ah, don't think that's me. And 
I realized, like, as I was, I, I'm a, I journal a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I like wrote it down. Cause I was like, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to document it, you know, just in case. Yeah. And over time I realized that that was my daughter. Um, wow. And so I was like, oh, okay, Lord, like maybe you're telling me something about her future, all that kind of stuff. But then I kept saying, why is there so much space left? Like there's a lot of room on the stage. Like, why would you show me a full picture like that? But one person like, over mm. there and come to find out every single time right before I was going to have a baby I would have this dream again but it would fill mm. in with another person so my daughter um with the four-year-old when before I had her I saw um the same platform I saw my eldest on the left but then I saw my second daughter on the right Hmm. all this space in between and I was like okay so in my head I'm like oh because I want to have another kid yeah oh my goodness I love I love um the synchronicity too like I feel like when God is saying something to you like a lot of times it comes in synchronicity so that we recognize it yes absolutely and it's crazy because the other thing he does too is that there's a verse um that I read in Isaiah and I can the actual reference but it's talking about like enlarging the place of your tent and so that verse would come up and that picture would happen and I'd be like oh okay so um and in one translation it says like make room for more children so mm-hmm. I would be like okay so then again my son who's going to be three like I said when before I had him I had the same dream and he and I knew, and it was crazy because I knew all the genders. Uh-huh. So it was like, I, I saw a boy, I saw two girls. I saw, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. And, um, it's interesting because that, when I thought my son was it, I was like, Oh, we're not going to have any more children. I was giving stuff away, but it was crazy because in the dream, there was still another space available. Mm. And I was like, maybe that's, you know, me and my husband, you know, trying to figure it all out. And sure enough, I was watching a video and I just heard the Holy spirit clear as day, just say, get ready for another son. And I was like, (laughs) dude, are you serious? (laughs) And so, you know, I mentioned that because like, as we learn and grow and develop the gifts and we, we understand how God speaks to us, I think it's super important to notice those type of patterns. Yes. You know, I noticed, you know, when I had the dream and I wrote it down, I was kind of like, oh, okay, at first. But then as it kept occurring, I knew that when it happened again, I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to be ready for because God was still like filling in the picture. And yes. so I think, you know, it's super important. I'm not saying everybody should journal, but document as much as possible because that is what has helped me to really get a grasp on how God speaks to me, how that's, that's how I realized the the visual part of things. Like it wasn't just a random dream. It was like, Oh, God is talking to me. He's trying to tell me something. I'm supposed to be aware of something. And so, you know, and it doesn't always happen like that. So I don't want it to be like this like magic formula because nothing, I mean, that's the beauty of being in relationship with God. It's like everything is not the same. But at the same time, when we notice those things, that's how we can also develop that relationship. That's how we can also be like, okay, you know, and like, for instance, I am like, the, another thing that would happen is I would see before my son was born, I would see the number 11 all the time. 
And I am not into like angel numbers or anything yeah. like that. But for whatever reason, I kept seeing 11, 11, 11, 11. And I was like, what is this? At first I thought it was just funny. But then I was like, wait a minute, this keeps happening. And I, I shortly found out that I was pregnant with my son. And his his uh, due date was November 13th, which is 11, 13. Okay. And so at first I was like, oh, maybe that's a, that's that. But as I was studying, you know, because I do believe that there are significance in the Bible to certain numbers. Um, it was 11 was like a number of transition. Mm. And um, I say that to say it was just another method of how God spoke to me, how I just yeah. noticed it. You know, at first yeah. I was like, oh, this is weird. And then as I was like, wait a minute, let me pay attention yeah. and let me do some study. And then I was like, oh. Because that was another thing when he was born, when, or he was like, um, when I found out I was pregnant with him, it started happening again. I saw 11th, and I'm like, dude, like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But now I knew. Now it was familiar to me because yep. I was like, oh, let me pay attention to this. Yeah, the and synchronicity. So, the synchron- yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So there was a sermon at my church a few weeks ago where the pastor was talking about, he was like, you know, we forget, I think he pulled out some sort of statistic, like how humans forget like 85% of everything that they hear. And I don't know if that's the exact number, but you know, somewhere percentage. Around, yeah, we forget most <laughs> of what we hear. And then if we write, write it down, we remember a little bit more, but we still forget, you know, yeah, we still yeah, forget, yeah. but writing, writing it down uh, helps. So he was trying to encourage us to take notes in church. Um, and it was kind of around that time, too, that I actually started my own. I have a dream journal and a time with God journal. And so I feel like kind of the theme of this episode is like growing deeper in your relationship with the Lord. And those are definitely things that I've done um, because, yeah, you don't want to forget like if if the God of the universe says something to you or gives you a revelation or an epiphany, that's not something you want to forget. So yeah, you should write that down. Exactly. 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 It's so good. That's so good. Well, so the last thing I want to ask you is just, you know, what your advice would be if you could go back and tell yourself anything before you, before you really started you know, taking your relationship with the Lord seriously, if you could go back to, to that woman and, and tell her anything, what would you tell her now? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, hmm. I think I would tell her, I think I would tell her it's okay to be different. Hmm. Um, I've spent a lot of my life trying to fit into things. Um, and, you know, overcoming like this insecurity that I had growing up, um, just feeling like who I was was not enough. Um, and I know that <clears throat> part of the reason for that was, you know, I, you know, I had a, my, my dad was in the home, but my father worked really hard and he worked a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, now can look back and realize, wow, he loved me through provision. Um, But at the time, I didn't understand that. And I think there was a lot of emotional things that he just wasn't able to give because he didn't have it. Mm. And because of that, I was super insecure. And it also affected my relationship with God because I was just kind of like, well, 
I, I equated it to God just not being able to be there for me emotionally or not be, I mean, that's not what I meant, that God didn't see me as enough because I never thought I was enough for my father because he wasn't there like yeah. I wanted him to be. Like I said, he was in the home, provided all that kind of stuff, but I needed something different. And so for so long, I, when I tell you, I could fit into any group. I, I would figure out, I would just lie, yeah. all that kind of stuff, just to be a part of a group. Um, and I think, I mean, knowing, so, so with that being said, it almost had the opposite effect, basically, because I still never fit in because it wasn't like it, it just was too much for me to carry yeah. and I wasn't able to sustain it. And so I'm realizing now that the things that I'm doing um, or the personality that I have is for a reason. Yeah. And I'm learning to be okay with that. And I'm learning that um, it's okay. Like that that's a calling. Like even just recently, our pastor spoke about Daniel and how him being different is what got him to the place that he needed to be because he was different because he was excellent is why the King promoted him. Mm -hmm. It's why even people hated him, but even, you know, him getting out of the den, then all the people were able to recognize the God of Daniel, you know, and he didn't, he stood out because he didn't eat the King's food. He ate what he needed to eat. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've struggled with that for so long because I didn't want to be the only one. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to miss out. And even to this day, like I struggle with missing out on things. I hate missing out on things. Yeah. (laughs) At the same time, I'm like, it's all right. You know, and and that's been my story. And so to just say like, it's okay to be different because that's what God has called you to do. That's who God's created you to be. And there's a reason for that. And, um, yeah, that's how he made you, and that's all. And and if God made me that way, then that's that's good. That's good enough. That's that, that's his perfect will. Yeah, yeah. And we're as Christians, we're we are called to to be different than the rest of the world. Right. And that's tough. And another quote I heard the other day on this too is is God can't bless who we pretend to be. Oh, so good, <laughs> so good. It's so true. Yes. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time. And thank you, Judah, as well, for for being on the show today. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love the work that you're doing. So definitely want to encourage you to keep it up. You are definitely reaching people with your story, bringing all the stories to light, showing like the idea that there is freedom, there is hope in Christ, and that people can find a way out. I think sometimes people don't realize that they can come out of something. Yeah. It's just they don't know. They don't see the examples. And for people like you and the people you bring on your show, it's like, no, here they are. Here are living examples of people that come to Christ and are now like on the other side of it. So thank you. Thank you so much. That's the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great rest of your night. Get home you too. Thank, thank you. Say bye bye. Bye. <laughs> That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, I'd love to have you leave a review, share it with a friend, and even connect with me on other platforms. It's at Michaela Nikolenko on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have an at Raised and Redeemed Instagram account too. I look forward to connecting with you there. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.